Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast. This is yours truly, Flying Smitty, Justin Smith. It's Carson Wood. And Carson Wood. One Speed Wood. No. <laughs> we can't get through, we can't get through uh, the beginning of a podcast without, without trying to give you a nickname or pinning your own nickname back on you. Or trying to give me some handle that's on Twitter capital, that nobody's going to follow me on. Capital W underscore 24. I follow you. Not if I block you. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, Fred? I could be. I'll block the hell out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I block people all the time. We've only we've only been blocked based on other people causing issues. How dare you cause issues for yeah. our show? Um, <laughs> how's your How's your weekend apart from the fights? I don't know. Right. I don't really remember anything but the fights. My wife works weekend, so most of it just ends up. I played some Fallout Four yesterday. And that was about it. I just worked. We saw the dog fights too. Dog fights. Yeah. Oh yeah, when my dog was biting your dog's ear. Mm-hmm. My dog's kind of a dick. Nah, he's a puppy. He is a puppy. He's only five months, but apparently he was kept humping the other dog. Not he, apparently. He, he no, did. Yeah, he wouldn't leave Maggie alone. Just humped the hell out of her to the point where when my wife was like, "All right, that's probably enough. We should probably go home." Paul was like, "Yeah, that's probably good." <laughs> well, Paul was. It wasn't because of that. It was because he was like, this is never going to stop. No. He thought that they were going to be no. done after like an hour. <laughs> I knew. I knew that they wouldn't. That's why I told my wife, like, you can leave whenever you want, which is sad because she was actually really excited for the Conor McGregor fight. I could have given her my login and password so she could have watched it from home. Yeah, you should have. I should have. But I didn't want to risk anything happening to our stream. So I did, <laughs> so I did not. So I our did. perfectly legal stream. So my, my puppy is five months old and has more energy than I've ever seen anything have. And he continues continuously just played with, with Paul and Carson's dog. It's really Paul's dog, but it is Paul's dog. Yeah. yeah. Rod here. And usually about after it about gets 15 more to 20 more minutes that we're a couple. Cause I've slipped and said our dog a number of times. No, 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 <laughs> no, it's not my dog. It's Paul's dog. <laughs> hey, that's all right. My I'm wa- fine with it, but my wife says my dog all over the time and it's our dog. So it goes both ways. Mm. <laughs> Just like you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but with that, now that we've lost all of our listeners. Bye. In the first two minutes talking about dogs and not fights. And me and Paul being married. And you and Paul Yeah, being homophobes. Married. Yeah. Come on, America. Come back to us. Yeah. Come back. <laughs> Let's talk about fights. Uh, UFC 202 was on Saturday. Um, we were discussing right before we started to record that this is probably one of the best fight, fight cards in UFC history. Mm-hmm. Um, we brought up one UFC 166, which was on some Google search, I guess, which was uh, when Cain Velasquez beat Junior Dos Santos for Junior Dos Santos, Cain Velasquez 3. Uh, Daniel Cormier beat Roy Nelson. Tony Ferguson was on the undercard. Gilbert Melendez, so on and so forth. I had just landed in Spain, so I didn't see this card. The thing about... The thing about the sorry, go ahead. You can finish. That's up on it. That. And uh, so I don't. I was thinking like, how did I miss this card? And then it was because um, it, it showed at like four o'clock in the morning. Gray Maynard, Frankie Edgar, three as well. Um, I love that card. Um, I don't remember I lo- what else was on that card. I mean, this, this is how I remember fights. Like, because I don't have like a super good catalog in my head of like like whole cards. I just remember having fun. You know, like. When you like bring up a, like a main event, I'll just be like, not. I don't. I mean, it, it just goes off. Of, like I catalog feeling, not all the fighters. But if you were to bring up each of the individual performances, like you're talking UFC 166, Tony Ferguson had a Dars choke. It's like, oh yeah, I loved that fight. Like I don't, I don't really catalog it in the same way. Like you know, like oh, but he was on 166 with Cormier and Velasquez. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to say like I don't really remember that card. I don't remember most of the cards, but I remember most of the fights or how I felt about most of the cards. And I, I mean, this one, the least that I can say about it. And I guess the most I can say about it, it was fun. I had a fun night, you know? Yeah. Uh, Top to bottom. This card was absolutely awesome in showing. um, One of the things I brought up was if there was ever a fight card to get someone that isn't necessarily that interested in MMA, very interested in MMA, I think this is the card that would absolutely get them interested in that. Um, starting from the very bottom where you get that guillotine choke, 
Um, the Kobe Covington, Max Griffin, TKO was super good. Lorenz Larkin just dismantling Neil Magny um, with oblique kicks and then finishing him off with elbows and different things like that was just awesome. Courtney Casey showing BJJ over wrestling, you know, when she transitioned into the armbar against Randa Marcos was absolutely amazing. I thought that fight was going to end like that and just be really boring with Randa Marcos on top for three rounds. And then Casey did exactly what any you know bjj person usually does and used to do let's say five years ago when the wrestlers would come in and and transitioning to that arm bar absolutely amazing artem lobov's fight wasn't yeah it was what it was and then cody garbrandt just utter just annihilation of mizugaki who did it best anthony johnson no no i mean of uh the destruction of mizugaki oh well he beat him faster than dominic cruz did did he? But Mizugaki beat Brian Caraway. Mizugaki lost to uh, Aljamain Sterling, but I believe that was a decision. So he's only been finished twice, and that was by Cruz, and that was by Garbrandt. Um, another card that I was going to bring up, too. For, like the, Again, these ones just come up as like fun. With the UFC uh, 157. Tell me about uh, it. It was the uh, Ronda Rousey, Liz Carmouche had the... Oh, no, not that. I'm sorry. That is the wrong one. I was looking up the Dan Henderson. Uh, Michael Bisbing? No, that was bomb, though. The H-bomb, to be precise. <laughs> um, no, the Dan Henderson uh, Hua. Oh, where they That just... was the one that they had right after Fox 1, um, where <laughs> it, it was a super awesome card. And they were like, Dana, did you guys mess it up? Should this have been the Fox 1 card? And he's like, anybody that thinks that this should have been the Fox or not the Fox, it's not Fox Sports one. It was the Fox, like the first Fox card ever. He's like, you're an idiot. And I think he was right because it was a bloodbath. Well, and Dana White's always in that way. That's something I've always agreed with him on. That if you're going to put something on network television, it's got to be pay-per-view worthy. It's got to be something that those people want to see. And I feel most of the Fox cards on mainstream Fox, not FS1, have been really good fight cards. I feel like he's done really well putting those together, and he talks about that with boxing. That's one thing that they they did incorrectly was uh, saving all the really good fights for pay per view rather than every so often giving those fight fans you know a, a reward for continually paying and continually watching. Um, it was UFC one thirty nine. It was had the Dan Henderson, Hua, Vanderlei Silva, Kung Lee, where Kung Lee's nose got destroyed. Yeah. Um, Uriah Faber versus Brian Bowes submission. Uh, Martin Campman, Rick Story. That was a mm-hmm. split. Uh, Bonner versus Kingsbury decision. Mm-hmm. Bonner wins. Bader destroyed Jason Brills. Michael McDonald, TJ Alex Soto. Jason Brills, man. We go all the way down to the prelims on Facebook. Had Chris Weidman with versus Tom Lawler on it. Um, Rafael dos Anjos was on it. Like wow, Danny Castillo was the very first fight of the night. <laughs> Like, for good reason he's no longer in the UFC. Yeah, he's still like it's still like he was Speaking still relevant. Of Danny though. Castillo, who was l- less likable, Danny Castillo or Mike Perry? Oh, I'll take Danny Castillo for that one. <laughs> Even with his dumb headband, wear like, your dumb headband all the live long day. <laughs> Mike Perry, I almost want to get into fighting just to fight him. <laughs> they, they're calling him. Uh, I'll get myself knocked out. I don't care. They're calling him Mini Phil Baroni. If you guys remember the story from last week that we, or maybe two weeks ago, two weeks ago that, oh no, when was it? Was two weeks ago from when we were in the when we were doing the UFC Salt Lake card, two weeks ago. Oh, about the fight fans that just are terrible people. Yeah. So the one that wanted to fight us, that's who. Like that, Mike Perry. That group of people. He is that guy. He is that guy. Pretty much to a T. I'm sure his friends are racist. I'm sure he would he would sit there and not shake your hand in the uh No, man, he had a black friend. He was right there with him. They invited him to the fight. He's probably racist, too. <laughs> Just because you're black doesn't make you not racist. That's, that's true. That guy's racist, that's I'm true. calling it. <laughs> black black racist. I've, I've definitely actually seen it. Living in San Diego, there was a lot of African-Americans that hated the Mexicans and the Mexicans that hated the African-Americans, not because of the color of their skin, but because of cultural norms that were not culturally normal in the other culture it had nothing to do with race anyway and it um, gets boiled down to that though oh it always gets boiled down to that but really it was it was more of a cultural thing the, the mexican people thought that the african americans were the ones selling their kids drugs which it's just kids doing drugs whatever age i mean they're gonna do them it doesn't matter 
What's going uh, on? Are you ding dongs talking about selling high school kids flour? Because if so, I'm in. <laughs> I love John Ralphio. Um, so, I mean, what what was your favorite fight on 202, though? Donald Cerrone, Rick Story, I think was my favorite. Um, however, getting into Mike Perry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, se- I didn't know seems we like a terrible person. Most of Reddit already knows this. He did some really dumb things at the weigh-ins. I, I think someone has actually surmised it to one short video. And then as he's standing in the ring, his, uh, his corner yelling just racist things such as, he's not going to be able to see you. And other like, send him, they said something about Chinese food. I don't know. I didn't hear that part. They, I just heard like, like F and destroy him, F and destroy him, something like that. But and that's then, normal. Yeah, I don't have a problem with that. And then he can't even see you and it's just like. I thought there was one more thing that they said. About they might have my his, video cut out. So diet, know, but. Yeah. but um, that being said, if you want to see someone read perfectly what the other fighter is telegraphing, watch that fight. Because Hyun Yi Lim, the stun gun, he telegraphed every single thing that he was about to throw. A big guy, man. And they're talking about that, too, that he needs to not drop so much weight that he needs to actually just... I mean, he's 6'3". Just stay at... 185. I thought that... I thought he was... I thought that Mike Perry was one of the tweener guys that would benefit from a 165. Yeah. And then have the 175, 185. And you were actually supported by Twitter on that. Oh, really? People were saying that he, he looked... Small for that division, but big for the next one. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people. I mean, one other person that I saw. Thanks, one other person that Justin saw. Thanks for agreeing with me. Yeah, but it that's was, how I felt. It was right after we had discussed it, so it was very make that one sixty-five division. Um, so you let? Are we good on the Mike Perry thing? We all don't like we, him. Uh, we can move forward. Um, we can all agree that he's from a terrible Phil Baroni, one foul mouth guy to another. You said that you uh, you like Donald Cerrone's fight. I did like Donald Cerrone's fight. I liked that combo. That was one oh. of the best combos I think that I have ever seen thrown. Because everything just landed flush. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. Like, I th- that's what they teach you, right? Like, that's that's what's supposed to happen. Like, it was beautiful. Yep. yep. Right, left, right hook, right kick. However you want it. Like, well, and the thing is, is it was jab to the abdominal. Then it was a right hook, and then he kicked him in the dome, y- wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. I mean, there was at least I think they might there might have they may have been a left jab to set up the right body punch. But from then, I mean, the only other person I've seen throw combos like that is Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit throws some of the best combos in MMA, and that was a very Carlos Condit-esque um, combination that he threw, where there not only was there punches, body punches, head punches, and a head kick, I mean, you don't see that very often, and... A lot of it goes into not having to defend. Obviously, when somebody's hurt and you can tell that they're not going to be swinging back or or really defending those, it makes it a lot easier to let fly. However, that was by far, once again, to reiterate, one of the best combinations I have seen in MMA. Well, it's like you said, though. Even if he is, even if he was injured, it's showing the killer instinct. Like you still have to, you still have to put it together. How many people wouldn't have done that? You know, it's it's like you always say. I think that was. That's what he showed. It was just a, just beautiful. Yeah, you watching it right there. Yeah. What is it? So it's the body punch, but he lands a jab. He he throws a jab before, right, to set up the body punch, or does it not? Is that not in the it's, video? Yeah, it's a jab, and then it's it's a jab, and then a and then across to the body, and then uh, a hook. It looks like, and, and then a, the right head kick. Maybe it's another jab. I don't know. Anyways, it's it's like five. It's like five. It's more than it's more punches than I thought. And then he just swarms. It is beautiful. I I. Where do you want to see? Do you want do you want to see him at one seventy or one fifty five? Do you want him to go for the belt? I think he could beat Alvarez. Like you said, I think he could have beat RDA as well. um, Given different things, a lot of people said he looked lazy, but I think his I think his kryptonite is a kick to the liver, as anybody's kryptonite would be. You can't fault the guy for that. Um, RDA planted one right where it needed to be. I I think he could be champion. Once again, if Michael Bisping can get away with the thing that the things that he's saying as champion right now, and and kind of saying the same things, there's no reason that Cerrone shouldn't be able to do that exact same thing. I mean, Cerrone to me is more deserving of a belt than than Bisping ever was, and so 
Keep him Alvarez. I don't want to beat a dead horse. I just I think that division is just anybody on any given day can literally win. Yeah. Do you think Alvarez has progressed enough to to defeat mm-hmm. Cerrone in a rematch? Who beats the guy that beat the guy, you know? Like, so, I mean... Perfect th- example, Conor McGregor. They have Eddie Alvarez beat RDA. RDA beat Cerrone, and Cerrone beat Alvarez before. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, can he? Yeah, he can. Um, I actually think it's going to be a lot more of a compelling contest this time around, too. I think it's going to be a good fight if they actually end up making it. Um, well, because when Alvarez first came in and he fought like Melendez and some of those guys, he was just a brawler. And I think that's what won in Bellator going up against the, the Pitbull brothers and Michael Chandler and those guys. Uh-huh. Michael Chandler was a wrestler, but I mean, those brawlers, they would just go in and, and brawl. There wasn't as much technique as you see in a, in a UFC fight, especially there where RDA, you know, is, is very well-rounded. Cerrone's very well-rounded. Melendez is still kind of a brawler. Pettis is very well-rounded. Like, you can't just come in and brawl anymore. I want to see my my ideal matchups going forward for those two divisions um, is, I think we talked about this a little bit on Saturday on the way home, um, get Connor Shin healed up. In the meantime, have Cerrone drop down to fight Alvarez. Uh, I think Alvarez would take it. I think you would like that one back, and I think that would be a really good fight. Because they say um, rematches usually don't do well. There's a belt on the line now. I think you could really actually sell that. Well. And as dickish, dickish as this sounds, I don't think anyone really remembers the first time Cerrone and Alvarez fought. It's true. Hardcore fans, yes, but not. And so I want to see, I want to see uh, those two fight. Meanwhile, Connor gets healed, then he goes and starches Aldo again really quick. And uh, and I do want to see him challenge challenge for two belts. I don't necessarily want him to get it, but I do like the fact that somebody's challenging for it, doing something different than just the same old stuff. Uh, and I'd like to see, I really want to see Cerrone versus McGregor for the 155 belt really bad. I'd like to see the press conferences. I'd like to see the matchup. Um, I think, he, I think yeah, he, very interesting. A lot of people are calling for that as well. I think he deals with McGregor's speed a little bit better than, than Nick. I think he takes him down. I mean, if he took down Rick story, yeah, I could imagine, but Conor McGregor said he doesn't usually throw kicks. He openly admitted it in his, in his, and anyone can see by his numbers. He's like, I don't usually throw kicks. That's not usually my thing. But that's what we plan for, to take out that league leg of the, the boxer. And so... You saw how effective that was instantly. But I also saw... Yeah, exactly. But we also saw his takedown defense. It was really good. He, he looked... Of course, he had the cage to kind of support him. And other people might say, well, no, it's harder to, to stay up against the cage. I don't, I don't know, personally, if it's... Mm-hmm. Harder to defend a takedown in the middle of the ring or against... I, I You would figure that against the cage it would be easier because you don't have to worry about falling straight backwards. Well, I think it kind of depends. I think because it's really hard to take somebody like Aldo down because his balance is so good mm-hmm. or Connor in the middle of the ring too. Um, like we've seen, we've seen Aldo all but taken down mm-hmm. before and then all of a sudden he's just gone. Like... Because he has so much space to get out, he just he's too evasive. Um, the, the scramble right after. Mm-hmm. And if you're good at it, I, I think being in the center of the octagon is terrible for you. Um, did you hear Nate's interview after his post fight? The one directly after or the co- the press conference. Press conference. I did. Um, he sounded very honest with himself. I think he he uh, he shouldn't have tried to take him down that much. He probably should have because there was there was so many like so much of the rounds that he wasn't actually like throwing fights. He would do the thing where he covers his head up and leans in, mm-hmm. um, but then he would just throw some combinations and just connect on everything or get up against get him up against the cage and start throwing stuff. But like that fourth round changed everything though mm-hmm. because the end of the third round where a lot of people were saying it, it was a ten eight where he just was pounding on Connor and Connor was saying it wasn't a ten eight. Connor was saying that he was rolling his shoulders and the punches were rolling off, and I don't believe it. I think he was getting just straight up hit in the face when he's up against the fence. Uh-huh. I don't think so. You there, don't? I have to no, he, watch it. It's kind of like I think he probably took some of them. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like Anderson Silva, where he when he's up against the fence and he's just rolling with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they're more glancing shots. He didn't look. He never looked like he got dazed from those no. shots ever. You know, and it looked like he stayed there to tire out Nate because he didn't think he was going to get finished. And he's dangerous. Like, he was playing a dangerous game because one of those connects and... Or they, they, he doesn't look like he's defending himself and they call it. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, he was ducking still, though. Like, yeah. that's how he got out of most of them. He'd well, eventually, he was, uh, well, he would move him, and then he would duck the right and just kind of escape out to his left, Nate's right. 
Uh, he did that a couple times and on two different rounds, I think, um, where like, he had him up against and they just started throwing flurries. But it was it was fun, man. Like, I, I'm really bummed that Nate didn't win. Um, I guess we do three again. I don't really want to see that, but I guess. It looked it looked like it was going to finish the same way in the third. That Connor was going to tire himself out. That Nate was going to come in with his boxing. And he landed a couple of the same punches that he landed in the first. That it was like, well, this is, this is what I thought was going to happen. The exact same thing. And then the fourth round happened. And that's when Nate got tired and Connor continued to land. And mm-hmm. that's that's changed everything. And as soon as Connor figured out he won the fourth, and asked John Kavanaugh if he'd won the fourth, even though that was after the fight, going into the fifth was completely different, having believed that he had won the fourth. That's why he, you, you saw him walk away with his hands down and different things like that, because he, to him, he'd already won three rounds. He had it. And you know he busted up his shin and he said the first, right? Yeah, because he doesn't because he doesn't throw leg kicks. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, he does. Well, yeah, he does, but nowhere near, dude, nowhere near. It was it was the game plan. Can you imagine if? Well, I guess Nate did check one of them, but yeah, he. he I think he checked three or four of them. I think there's a video once again on Reddit where they have all of his checked leg kicks. It was he did. I mean, it was a perfect game plan, man. It was perfect. Uh, Lorenz Larkin also was throwing a ton of leg kicks, and he busted up his leg. Like he actually started bleeding on his shin. So did Connor. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they both did. And, and that uh, that flying like oblique kick, man. Jeez, what would you do if that came flying? I, I would, I'd just fall. He wins. <laughs> That's a gnarly kick, man. And Neil Magny's, we we were kind of tipping him to be to kind of make a run. Uh huh. I didn't think he was gonna get a belt, but yeah, I definitely thought a number, run number eight in the division. Mm-hmm. I mean, his last major loss, I think, was to Damian Maya. So I mean he's he's been looking good. Lorenz Larkin has too, but Lorenz Larkin, someone brought to my attention, is five and five in the UFC. But he's doing really well post Usada. Usada. Uh, Anthony Johnson Glover Teixeira. Well, let me get into Conor McGregor and ideas because we're still talking about it. Talked about the fight. Um, I read today this morning that Dana White told TMZ, the TMZ of everything, that. Uh, he either wants him to drop to 145 or 155 for Alvarez. So Conor McGregor, if he decides not to go to 145, can vacate that belt and go to 155 immediately for a title shot. What do you want? You don't like him at 145. I like him at 145. Oh, no, Riley said he didn't like him at 145. I like him at 145 only because that's where he seems to have performed the best. However, going and putting on all of that muscle to make 168 and then dropping to 145 is going to be rough. Well, we don't. We don't know how he performs at 155, though. We haven't really seen him in the UFC. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he could – maybe that is his best weight. I don't think he's going to have as much knockout power at 155 either. I think he – I don't know, man. He stunned Nate. Yeah. A number of times in both fights. The 155 division, I think he does fine against Alvarez. I think he does fine against Cerrone as long as he stays on his feet. I think he does fine against RDA because I do believe that RDA – is a lesser version of Aldo. Obviously, different weights, different whatever. I think he beats Pettis. I think he beats Barbosa. I think he does. I think he can do well at 155. I don't know if he can stick, stay with the belt for a long period of time, but I think he could win the belt and win one or two after. Well, the benefit that he has is he gets the immediate title shot if he mm. wants 155. He so he doesn't have, have to go, go through the, the division, yep. um, which is great. And I and I actually I I want to I I really do want to see him go through the division. Um, I would really like that kind of like when Edgar went down to 145 and had to do it. But, um, I mean, we're not talking like five fights or anything like that. Maybe no, a couple. Edgar dropped down and immediately fought Jose. For Did the he? Belt. They call it a super fight. Oh, and then he had to go back through it to and get the next he lost fight and had to go back through it mm. and did. That's right. But I think, I think there's less fights for Conor McGregor right now at 145 because he's already kind of beat. I mean, Mendez is out and he's already beat him. Jose's there, and there's going to obviously be a rematch. But he's he's already, not going to get the Frankie now because Frankie lost to Jose. Uh, Ricardo Lama, uh, he's basically beat the rest of that division. It would be better for the UFC. There's more matchups for him at 155 right now than there are at 145. It actually might be beneficial for him to ha- actually be challenging for two different belts because he can uh, – the, the 145 can kind of play itself out. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I mean, he goes 145 fights Aldo, 
And then he goes up to uh, that's what I want really bad. I want him to fight Aldo, get his and have Cerrone fight uh Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Al- Cerrone fights Eddie Alvarez first and that way Connor can heal up. And uh then he fights Jose Aldo shortly after that and then they make it for the beginning of next year to get Cerrone versus Connor McGregor. Unless he loses to Jose, in which they make it Connor Jose three. Uh, yeah, what I, I'm saying, what I want to see. That's no, what yeah, I really. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I really want to see. I don't see him losing to Aldo. I keep thinking that he's. I mean, I did pick him for this fight, um, but I keep thinking that he's not as good as everybody thinks that he is, and he keeps proving me wrong. He's smart. He does have power, and he's so damn quick. I at this point in Aldo's career, I don't think he has anything for him. I really don't. Uh, the only thing. The only difference is, is Jose Aldo is going to fight Conor McGregor like he fought Frankie Edgar. He's going to run and plant and run and plant. That's that's it. Because he learned his lesson against trying to rush in against Conor McGregor, which he shouldn't have done. And that's not how he fights now anymore. He, I mean, this late in his career, even though he's still a young guy, it's not going to happen. Now that he's got a, a television series that's going to be created based on his life, and the, the movie did well, and he's got his fat burger, he's going to be all right. Uh, one interesting stat that I saw as well was that when Chad Mendez fought uh, Conor McGregor, his payday went from fifty thousand to five hundred thousand, and then Conor's went from fifty to five hundred, and then from five hundred to two mil. And so a lot of people are talking about Conor McGregor and all of these things, but he really is good for the fighters and good for the sport in that way. That Why do you think everybody's calling for him? I mean, everyone that fights him has a 100% increase. It's Red Panty Day. I, I mean, it really is. And panty night. I mean, you, you can talk crap on him. You can talk crap on who he is. You can say he lost the Nate or he's this or he's that. But as terrible as you might not like him or you might love him, he is great for the sport. He's absolutely amazing for the oh, sport. Oh, no, I cheer against him actively. But I, I don't want no, him no, to go. That was more general. No, I know. You, but. No, no, I know what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't understand why people would say that. Like, I, I cheer f- against him actively, but I wouldn't want him anywhere else. I wouldn't want him doing pro wrestling. I wouldn't want him doing boxing. I want him in the sport. He's going to go to the WWE, but I think he's going to realize how difficult it is to travel all of the time. And he's oh, not he wouldn't do that. Event. He wouldn't do that. It would be like one event. It'd be a couple. WrestleMania or whatever. Yeah, he 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 wouldn't do that. Um, he he'd be on the Lesnar treatment. Uh, so no, yeah, I, I, uh, did you see the got juice sign? What? <laughs> the got juice sign? Did, someone had got juice. Oh, <laughs> not got juice. Got juice. At, apparently at SummerSlam, there's a guy with a big got juice sign. Why? Because Brock Lesnar was at SummerSlam. Oh, so when he came out, they've got him walking out to the, the juice ring. they're talking about. <laughs> He's got a got juice. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think he's he's very good for the sport. I'm never going to cheer for him. I'm going to always want him to lose. Um, I just wanted him to lose this. I'll cheer for him from here on out. Every why do you, time. I, I'm, I was I did not like how Aldo like Aldo was one of my favorite fighters. I didn't like how he handled after losing to to him or how RDA acted. Um, so I'm kind of done with Aldo. That's why I don't care if he wins, lose, or draws against Connor. Um, I I think he's going to lose, and that's why I want to see Cerrone because Cerrone I will actively actively cheer for. And I really, really want to see that fight. And I think, I mean, what else can you think with Conor McGregor? What other path do you see that's interesting to you? No, I, I think you're right on. I agree with you. I think, I don't think you do Cerrone Alvarez. I think you immediately put, depending on where Conor McGregor's foot is, he got out of the hospital. It's not supposed to be broken. If he can get back in against Alvarez, you do that, and then you put him against Cerrone. That way you don't waste that fight. Because if Cerrone loses Alvarez, no one cares anymore. I mean, they'd still want to see it. But no, it, it's him fighting for 155. Me, personally, I just want to see him fight Cerrone. Okay. I'd be fine with him fighting Alvarez. Um, or RDA, for that matter. But would if you rather RDA see him back. fight Cerrone with the belt? Or would you rather see him fight Cerrone, just fight Cerrone? It would be... So if he doesn't go to 145, he pretty much loses that belt. That's I'd like to see like. him go down to be continue yeah. to be a champion, and you get two belts fighting each other. It is an actual super fight that we get to see now. It is two belted champions, undisputed, that fight each other. That's what I want to see. If it doesn't happen, I'm okay with it. Um, I still want him to go down and fight Aldo and then move up to 155. I just think the clearest path – or the, not the clearest path, but the – you think Aldo makes it to the fight? Yeah. 
when Conor McGregor like you said, said what does he have to lose at this took, point? It took two years for them to fight once, and that's why Conor has no interest in the Jose Aldo fight. And I, I, I agree with that. Jose Aldo Nobody versus Conor McGregor in Dublin. They wouldn't do it. Jose Aldo wouldn't do it. Why? Because the, the port that the Brazilians seem to get whinier and whinier. I don't know. Ever since he's won, though. So, that that being said, I agree with you. Then who I, does he fight? Who does he fight in Ireland? Cerrone. Cerrone would go to Ireland in a second. Well, Cerrone would, but that's a ways away. We're talking that, like, I... Do we not think that the, the Ireland because he, Square Garden. he wants he wants Ireland soon because he's like I think I deserve that he's like I'd like to fight in Madison Square Garden and then I'd like to fight I think I've earned it's hard making that trip all the way to Vegas it'd be it'd yeah. be nice to to fly to New York and then he said I would like I would like to be able to fight in my hometown if he did Jose Aldo at Madison Square Garden and then fought Cerrone in mm. Ireland that would sell out. A hundred thousand person arena, easy. Well, they don't have either of those in either of those places, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, mm, 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 mm. Yeah. So that's that's what I'd like to see. Uh, Jose Aldo at Madison Square Garden, and then honestly, Cerrone I did want to know Ireland. though because that's that's just my my mentality. You do you see anything else that you would want him to do? Like any other fight that you would want him to take? You could stay at one seventy. <laughs> just kidding. Back on the Robbie Lawler thing. Uh, go back up to uh, go back up to heavyweight, like he said on his Instagram. Give me a heavyweight. Yeah, I mean, because that's where that whole conversation was going before he lost to Nate the first time. Well, you know, he's going to call out George St. Pierre. You know, George St. Pierre uh, almost fought Anderson Silva. George. Anderson Silva's fought two o fivers. He's fought Forrest Griffin. I'm sure Forrest Griffin <laughs> could fight heavyweight. Long story short, <laughs> Conor McGregor, the one forty five, can fight heavyweight. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, yeah. no, like no I, that was deductive a, reasoning. That it was it was really well done. <laughs> yeah, I would uh, agreeance with everybody. So two more fights. Uh, what's next up for Cody Garbrandt? Do you want to see him fight TJ or want somebody in the top five? I love TJ. Him, or do you want to see him fight Dominic? He'll get to Dominic. I'd love to see him fight TJ. I'd love it. How do you think that fight goes? I think TJ wins. I think TJ stays at range. Mm-hmm. And and it goes to decision. I don't think TJ tries to strike with him. Cody's a real deal, though. I didn't know if he was. I, th- I he finishes everybody, man. He goes in there. But Mizugaki's a striker, striker versus striker. He's, he's Thomas Almeida was a striker. So it's whoever lands first, and Cody Garbrandt's one that's landing first. So it's just so, so weird to watch him plant and just. Is Dillashaw boom. not a striker? Dillashaw's a wrestler. When was the last time he wrestled somebody? Good point. He's a runner. <laughs> He's, no, he's, he's just Cruz he's Dominic Jr. Cruz, which actually, if Cruz we put Jr. him up against that, it's a perfect setup it, fight for Cruz. Yeah, because I mean, he gets to look to see how Cruz is. But and, Dillashaw didn't look the same against Asuncion. He looked like he had had kind of retracted, fighting exactly like Cruz. He probably was game planned. I'm, I'm sure he could pull that out of his bag anytime. I don't think that's one. If you change it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. If someone's expecting one thing, Asuncion's expecting him to to fight like Cruz or fight like himself now. And he changes it all up. I mean, that that definitely would help. I, what do you want to see? I keep like spouting off what I want to see. Oh, what no, do you want to see? What, that's why I'm asking because I want to hear it. Sadly, we think a lot alike. Uh, <laughs> I would like to see him fight TJ as well. I Bullshit! That's not what I want to <laughs> see. That I don't. I don't really care. I mean, I would like to see him fight Cruz as well because Cruz has no one to fight, and at least Cody Garbrandt's coming up and is a name and people that are are excited about it. I don't think the only other fight that you have is TJ. Versus Cruz 2, and I don't really care to watch it because it's going to be a bunch of dancing around and going to decision. I would like to see Rock'em Sock'em Robot freaking Cody Garbrandt try and stock down Dominic Cruz. I mean, the Cruz fight, though, with TJ was a split. Um, so, I mean, that could play it. So, I always hate splits. Yeah. It's, it's slightly better than a tie for me. I don't feel like it was – I don't feel like it was decisive at all, you know? Um Yeah. I can understand that. And so I, I would be a big fan of uh, maybe them doing it again, but I would say that TJ has to get through Garbrandt first. Where is TJ? I mean, why isn't he out campaigning for it? Why isn't he out trying? You know what I mean? Like, don't you feel like he's kind of been silent since his last win? Is he injured? 
Isn't that kind of weird that he's nowhere to be found? It's been a month. I don't know. So I guess yes, yeah, since two hundred. I guess with how fast with how fast the UFC cards go, I mean he might be on a six month not a six month a six week suspension, not suspension, but you know what I mean, medical suspension. So I don't know, but I mean it's kind of weird to me that Cody Garbrandt can come out and you call for Dominic Cruz, and you don't immediately see something from T.J. Dillashaw on Instagram or Twitter or anything mm-hmm. else calling for that fight. You know, how long until Dotson you think gets that fight after Lineker? Yeah, I think I'd like to see Dotson against Cruz. I would. I really would. Really, really, really would. And I think it's weird that they're they're. Taking so I think they should immediately throw him. I mean, and, and Lineker is top ten. I don't think he's top five though in that division. But really, they're both they're both one twenty fivers fighting at one thirty five. No, Lineker must have dropped back down because he was at one forty five for a little bit, wasn't he? Because he wasn't making one thirty five. Sorry, I was reading what what uh, Garbrandt was saying about TJ. What was that? I'm sorry, Lineker. Lineker fought at one thirty five, mm-hmm. stopped being able to make one thirty five, had to go to one forty five. Now he's back at 135 for Dodson. Because Dodson was 125 and kept fighting DJ. Or, yeah, DJ. But I thought Lineker was forced to 145 because he wasn't making weight. Don't give me news on him. Give me the wiki. Give me the wiki. Give me the wiki. Um, so Dodson, Dodson. He fought McDonald. Does it say what weight? That's that's one forty five, isn't it? Is it Michael Michael McDonald one forty five? Yeah, he should be. Yes. No, he's one thirty five. McDonald's one thirty five. Mm-hmm. We should research this stuff before we sound so a wait, lot dumber than we are. So was Lineker fighting at one twenty five and couldn't make the weight, so he went up to one thirty five, and now John Dodson and John Lineker who yeah, because he fought Ian McCall, he fought yeah yeah. So he was hey, do he was one twenty five. Okay, so that's me sounding dumb. He was at 125. So these are, these are technically two guys that could have met at 125 mm-hmm. fighting at 135. But Lineker's number five at 135. Mm-hmm. And I think Dodson, if Lineker's number five, Dodson, Dodson should be at least in the top ten, and he's not. Which is strange to me. He's a very likable fighter, but man, he annoys me with his personality. But that's, <laughs> that's not important. This is... These poor guys in Portland, Oregon, Lineker Dotson, Smolka Pettis, uh, Sergio Pettis, not not Anthony Pettis, Harris. They're, other than Will Brooks and Oliveira, Berkman Green, they basically have the Utah card because O'Connell, I think, is supposed to fight out here as well in Portland. Thanks for that. Berkman Green, and then they'll have O'Connell. This really, this card's kind of crappy too, though, for Portland. Who does it mean? Lineker Dotson, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But Smolka, Smolka versus Pettis, Sergio Pettis, Harris versus Adar Kiminov, McCrory versus Marquardt, the barn cat, Brooks versus Oliveira, which shouldn't, I mean, that should be almost the second, the main. Berkman Green, two women that I've never heard of, De Silva Christensen, and then Brian Ortega versus Hakan Diaz, which is also a good fight. Obviously, those aren't in the order of the, the, the actual fight card as of right now, because. Ortega Diaz and and Brooks Oliveira will be higher up, but that that's not that good of a card. Not so I don't feel so bad for Salt Lake anymore. I do. I feel bad for both. They should have combined those two cards and <laughs> just had a a sixteen hour or a twelve hour card. Obviously, get rid of some of the fight. They could make it sixteen if they want. But I was thinking, <laughs> get rid of some of the fights and make an actual card for one of the cities. Could you imagine how much? More exciting it would have been if Berkman, O'Connell, and and McGee were all on the freaking Utah card. Yeah, because look how everybody got up for McGee. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that Garbrandt, Anthony Johnson, here's what I would like, and then I'll ask you. You ready? I would like Anthony Johnson to fight John Jones if he comes back from this whole Cialis situation because everyone wants that fight. And it's basically a title fight. So whoever wins that gets, their, gets the next shot at DC. Both of them are going to fight DC again. But I'd much rather see Johnson fight Jones than Jones fight DC. I don't th- – I'll agree with you because I don't think – even now, I still don't think we're going to get Jones-Johnson ever. I don't think it's going to happen. Unless they make it now. Yeah, exactly. So – and but I still – I don't 
The time is now. Could you do what do you do with DC then? I'm pretty sure he's fine waiting, sitting. Commentating. He, commentating. He's got all of his stuff. I don't think he wants to fight Jones because I don't think he thinks Jones is actually gonna make it. It's two times that Jones has not made it. But I guess well, no, I guess just... he missed it too. So they missed three times, right? So they fought the first time. The second time Jones got in all kinds of weird trouble. Then they were supposed to fight again. DC had to pull out, and then Jones got pulled out this last time. So I you like, know the UFC wants him just to destroy Jones, right? <laughs> They're DC. so upset with him. Yeah, but I, I think I honestly think Anthony Johnson has a better repertoire to be Jones than DC does. I was actually surprised with how well DC did in, in their first fight. I think that against he against Johnson or against Jones. Jones. I was surprised how well he did against Johnson. I mean, he took that hard oh, shot gosh. from him. That shot was ridiculous. And that shot knocked out Glover's tooth. Mm. His tooth got knocked out, even with a on uppercut, drive. though. Mm. That was gnarly. Yeah, that was gnarly. Um, how did you feel about him uh, saying what we're all thinking to those dumb fans? That... I like Johnson. I I like and I don't like him. I like Johnson for what he says. I don't like him for what you read in the news. And the news can be. The, the news can be biased based on wanting to have some kind of news story. So you can't always trust what you read in the news, which is Especially sad. TMZ. But it wasn't TMZ. This was like him posting on Facebook about something. So he technically self-incriminated. And if he was angry, people put stupid stuff on Facebook all the time. Um, but anyway, I liked what he said because he finally did say what, every, what everyone needed to hear and what all of the, the actual, not DC fans, but DC like not even apologists, but you know what I mean? Like them being like, Hey, he's the champion. He's beat everybody, but Jones. And he did well against Jones for the first two and a half rounds until he just got really tired. He hasn't done anything wrong. He hasn't even come out and said, Jones is a bad person. I mean, he kind of has, but like he's been really easy on Jones considered everything Mm -hmm. and people still boo him and hate him. And he's an all. I mean, I just don't understand why they do. I and I, the other, I, what I really don't understand why he just doesn't. He doesn't embrace it. Like don't he's don't not go that guy. It's not wrestling. You know what I mean? But wrestling, you can turn heel. But he's not. He's not that guy. Don't like. Don't roll into it and like. And necessarily like play it up, and like call him out and do the Chell Sonnen or the the cause check or. Like don't I just mean more embrace it. Just be like, you know what? These people aren't gonna like me, and that's fine. And I don't understand because I don't understand he, it. He can do it. Yeah, he can. I mean, he can, but I don't. He's one of the strong, mentally strongest people that we're ever gonna see in the sport. Yeah. Uh, except for he's also not, you know, like because he 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 cannot figure out why they don't. I think he could get to a place where he just lets it go though, and he should. Like, they're just not gonna like I, you, I man. I think he's there. I think he's let it go. We'll see because if they start booing him in a Jones press conference again, we'll see. This is the guy you're cheering for? I don't I don't think John Jones could take it if the entire sport turned on him like they have seemingly with DC. Hey, come on, guys. I really don't think he could. Hey. Could you imagine if he got booed everywhere he went, which he deserves? But do you, could you believe if he got booed everywhere he went? He, I don't think he'd be able to take it. I'm just really confused why that's why DC is the guy that everybody targets. They love Jones that much. Look at Brian. The, the closest fighter to DC is Brian Stett. All-American, other than the fact that he didn't serve in the military, but, like, good family man, no weird stories, like, seems to be doing the best that he can. He's a great fighter, and everybody loves Brian Stett. Everybody loves him. And D.C., D.C., other than not having served in the military, seems like he should fit right into that. I mean, people like, what's-his-face, hunting Hitler guy. Oh, what is it? Hunting Hitler? Yeah. What is it? The dude that always goes on that always goes on Joe Rogan. The Navy SEAL Special Forces. Oh, Tim Kennedy. That guy. He he was in the Navy SEAL, but yeah. People love him. And he's a douche. Not really a douche. He's just well, he might be, I guess. I don't know him. I don't know him. Neither do I, but he seems pretty douchey. I mean, good for him. He got he got him a show and it's always on InfoWars. Yeah, I mean Exactly. <laughs> that's my that's my point. Because like, he's because he has this like he goes through the same media outlets that I do, so I'm a douche. 
I'm okay with that. No, because he doesn't go tan. But, I mean, he's a dude that Chelsea called him out. Hey, he said he was going to go get, jump on a plane and get out there and fight somebody. No, he wasn't. He was never going to do that. It was never going to happen. And it wasn't. I don't. There's a reason that the UFC doesn't like him and that he runs his mouth. He's basically Brendan Schaub number two, except for Brendan Schaub has left the UFC and now can say whatever he wants. And Tim Kennedy does, but not. But he's still like, but they pay me. What do they pay him? He hasn't fought. I, exactly. And I don't think he's fought because I don't think they like him and they don't want him to fight. They're keeping him under contract. It's, it, it, I don't know. And a lot, people love him. UFC people, absolutely. And I can understand. If you're a conspiracy theorist, that's different. It's a whole different medium. Mm. I can understand. Like, Stranger you, things. You agree with his You agree with his, his way of thinking. No, you, I just like to take myself there. There's difference. Because like, you know like how down I... Down the rabbit hole? Yeah. I love being there. That's my favorite. Down the What's the best hole. thing? Alien conspiracy theories. I love them. All day. Um, the grays. All of it. Any any angle on it, it's awesome because it's way because like it's it's actually in reality, but it's not reality necessarily. Like so, it's like it's fiction in reality. It's awesome. Stranger than fiction. Stranger things. Um, so you wanted to talk a little bit about like the cards moving forward, like what you were excited for, what you weren't excited for. You didn't seem like you were too jazzed about the cards coming up. We're about forty six minutes in, so would you like to get into this week's card, or would you like to get into that conversation? Let's get into this week's card. All right. So I'm mildly – it's interesting because it's Vancouver, and Vancouver is a big market, so they, they have some bigger fights on this. Um, I wonder if how many of these people are on this card so they could potentially heal up to get to, to 205 in, in Madison Square Garden because um, I think they're going to want like a Paige Van Zandt. I think Joe Lozon from like New Jersey or New York too as well. Um, but anyway, let's – Alvy's move. fighting again? Seems like he's fighting every month. I think he wants to get back because he didn't get in because he didn't fight. <laughs> His last fight against Theodora wasn't even a fight, and uh, apparently he needs to get back and fight Henderson for the title in in a couple years. Mm. So, you remember his post his post fight from the last one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a love hate relationship with Alvi because he used to come out and fight, and then his last Theodora fight he didn't, so it bugged me. All right, Damian Maya. Who is on a tear right now in that division? But his last couple fights, Rory McDonald, uh, Chris Weidman, that he's lost. Uh, before that, I, I honestly I like Carlos Condit. I am biasedly for Carlos Condit in in most of his fights, including the Nick Diaz fight, which you know split decision, so on and so forth. Um, I think Carlos Condit is going to win this fight, but part of that is my bias. If we go just on how well Damian Maya has done, Ryan LaFleur, Neil Magny, Gunnar Nelson, Matt Brown, now Carlos Condit, there's a good chance that he could win. His last loss was to Rory McDonald. And then he also had lost to Jake Shields when Jake Shields was still in the UFC, both by decision. He lost Jake Shields by split decision. Since then, he's been on a tear. If there's any time for him to make a run at that title, it's now. And I think he beats Carlos Condit. If he does, he gets that title shot. How does he beat Carlos Condit then? Riding his back, like he's done for the last. You're not gonna be able to do fights. that. You're not gonna be able to do that the same way you, you have with everybody else with Carlos. He will get there, but he's not gonna be able to do it round after round for five rounds. He cannot. So he's st- he cannot stand in front of Carlos Condit because he's gonna have to at some point. Carlos Condit will knock it. Well, but he also had to stand with Matt Brown for a little bit. And then he... I think Matt Brown's different. I think Carlos Condit's way more dynamic. That's no... Like, I like Matt Brown a lot, but I think this is completely different. Um, And I agree. But I definitely... I mean, I love this fight. Because I know a lot of people don't like Damian Maia because of the jujitsu stuff. Um, Coincidentally, Carlos Condit finishes just as many people almost as, as Condit does by submission. Um, but most of those are most of Condit it, finishes as many as Maya. Most of those are knockdown and then submission. Like what? I mean, because he's had a number of fights that that were. I mean, like he still had just like submissions. Like I, he, his his ground game is really no, good. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like I said, I have a extreme bias for Carlos Condit, but I don't I don't remember a lot of them that he's actually rolled. Like, purposely taking someone down for a submission. So, if we look at this, 
He lost to Robbie Lawler by a split, and a lot of people said that he won that fight. He beat Carlos Condit by TKO. He beat. He lost. He actually hasn't had that many submissions. Submission in years so since he, he's been in the UFC, uh, actually. So he, we're just talking he out he our beat, asses he, at this point. Uh, yeah, well, I, I am. Yeah, I was. Like, um, Martin Campman, who was a stand-up striker, he beat him by TKO. That's yeah. That's gonna be. He blew out his knee against Tyrone Woodley. So even though that is a TKO loss, technically he that's not. That's a that's a questionable loss. Like if it would have kept going, it could have ended differently. Well, it, obviously, if it would have kept going, it would have ended differently because his knee would have been not blown out. Who do you have in, lost. Who do you have in this one? Gave me my my Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit. By but, what? Decision. I just don't think he wins if it goes to decision. I don't think. I think he stops him. He either has to stop him immediately because if he starts getting tired, Damian Maya is going to take him down. And he doesn't really get tired that like, exactly. I and we'll see though. You know, it's like but if he, you're carrying somebody on your back for two rounds, that's the thing. Is if we'll, we'll the first rounds are the two first rounds are the most telltale, kind of like in the in this last main event, like they just defined the rest of the fight because that lead leg was gone and everything. And then all of a sudden, like McGregor was tired. It could be the exact same thing in the sense I, we're going to see an oblique kick as well, which I don't think we've ever seen anybody use an oblique kick on Damian Maya. Is that going to stop his takedowns or is he going to be able to grab the leg? I think that's why you use an oblique kick rather than a full on leg kick, because you can actually stick and move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you can kick that sideways and you don't give up your entire – you don't give up your weight like you do in a leg kick. Because if someone eats the leg kick and runs through for a takedown, you're, you're still on one leg. With that oblique kick, I think you have more balance given if they try for a takedown. Mm-hmm. And so – Yeah, you're not as committed because you don't throw as much weight behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think we're going to see that a lot more. So we're going to see – I think Maya's going to get stuffed more than probably – that's the other thing with – with Matt Brown. Matt Brown wasn't doing oblique kicks, right? Like he, and that's not going to be the one thing that defines the match, but I think Carlos Condit has a number of different ways. He stops Maya from, I from think, moving forward. I think this turns into a BJJ role match. Oh, then Carlos Condit loses. I think I, and you I, just said he won. So I what don't, is it? I don't think, what is it? I don't think Damian Maya submits Carlos Condit. It's whether Carlos Condit can get out of, the 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 inferior position instead of the dominant position. So that's I really don't like this fight. I think it either goes really quick and and Carlos Condit lands one straight down the middle and, and takes him out, or even head kicks him and takes him out real quick, or Damian Maya rides him out for three rounds, five five rounds. And this could be an extremely extremely boring fight. So you've had one of the most boring fighters in, that we've seen in the sense – I don't think he's boring. We use your word, boring. Um, the only other person that I can think that people don't like to watch that's a big name more is John Fitch. Um, Which they, they fight very similar. Versus, John Fitch used to take people's backs like that and just ride them until they – Versus one of the most yeah. exciting fighters that we've seen, especially at that weight class. Carlos Condit, mm-hmm. natural born killer. Mm-hmm. So and you're thinking it's going to go more boring, or do you you think it's going to? I think it's going to go okay. More boring to me though in a jujitsu match is Damian Maya taking someone's back and just kind of holding on to them. You know what I mean? Or like fighting for a guillotine for five minutes. That to me is boring. If they actually get on the ground and roll, and it actually becomes like a transition to transition to transition, I'm perfectly fine with that. That to me is not boring. However, him just hanging onto someone's back, even when he fought Matt Brown, as soon as he got that first takedown, I stopped watching it because I was watching it from my phone. And I was like, this is, well, there it is. This is how this is going to end. And that's exactly how it ended. Eventually, he got him to a guillotine. And I mean, it's exciting enough, but I don't think for a main card in Vancouver that has some pretty good names, I, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. I'm excited. I like Maya. Maya is actually one of my favorite people that is not American now. Because I only love Americans. I I, I can say that enough. I right now, if you were to ask me off of emotion who I would take, I would take Carlos Condit. If you were to ask me who I'd actually put money on, I'd probably put my money on Damian Maya. Just because of where they're at. 
and how well he's done and how dominant he's been in his jujitsu. He's been doing a lot with the uh, the balancing coaches, the Ido Portals of the world. Not the same. He hasn't been with Ido Portal, but he's Demi Maya or Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit. He's been practicing balance on like on logs and things. You think that factors into the jujitsu side of it, not being able to be taken down? Uh, yeah. If you can't take him down, I mean, but if you just hang on his back with a body triangle, like Coach but I, not Mosley. getting to that point is what I'm talking about. I maybe forewent the whole the whole. Uh, I, I don't know what what do they call that training? Just like the Edel Portal stuff, movement movement coaches. Yeah, he might have done away with his movement coach. I don't know, but when he was last on Joe Rogan, I think he had a movement coach. Yeah, he had a movement coach, and they were literally just like going in the woods and standing on logs and stuff. Which that's not a disparagement. I mean, if it works for you, it works. He's done so much for so long of his life. If if he thinks that's the way he needs to go, that's the way he needs to go. But I, Carlos Condit, it all depends on as well as if he's lost his killer instinct. He since the Lawler fight it seemed like he was kind of like, well, this sucks. I want a title shot or nothing. I'm kind of near the end of my career. I understand where this goes. So if he comes back out like, cool, I beat Maya. I know I can beat Woodley. Then. My money's on Condit. If he's like, Meh, it's towards the end of my career, I'm kind of done, then you've got some issues. Where, where he's at psychologically, I think, plays a lot into this fight. Agreed. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I don't think it's as dire as that. I think he... I mean, it's it's a dice roll in this one. It really is. Like, we'll... we'll like or odds jitsu roll. Odds go... That's who could roll. be that. Odds go... Like odds go to Maya and evens go to Condit, and it could go either way, like or a coin flip if that's better. Condit's a big but. fighter, and I think that's going to change a lot of things too. He's a tall, he's a taller, longer fighter. I think it makes it easier for him to escape. He's one of the smartest in that division yep. too. Apart from Maya being one of the smartest, Condit is one of the smartest too. You know who started to look best a lot, camp. Like I said, you know who's started to look a lot more like Condit? Hmm. Donald Cerrone. Donald Cerrone's fight style has started to look a lot more like Carlos Condit's. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that, yeah. With the combos, with the takedowns on wrestlers, with that kind of stuff. So, uh, Pettis versus Oliveira. What do you think? Mm, I don't know if I like Pettis at 145 yet. We'll see. This is his first one, right? We'll see. I don't know. We'll see how he... I mean, we're not seeing a lot of fighters go down in weight after... After the uh, the IV ban in USADA. Um, Josh Berkman, who looked like he was about to die. Yeah, we, we haven't seen a lot of it. So I don't know. Who do you have? I can't, I can't go against Pettis. Charles Oliveira beat Miles Jury. He lost to Max Holloway. He beat Nick Lentz. He beat Jeremy Stevens. Charles Oliveira could be Edson Barbosa part two for, for Anthony Pettis. I think they fight very similar. Um, I think Barbosa is a lot more flowy and throws more kicks. Um, but I think that Oliveira and, and Barbosa are very similar, just different divisions. So, once again, I don't feel like Pettis' head has been in it for a while. And I, I, can't, I, can't go for, I can't go for Pettis until he wins again. So you're going Oliveira? I'm going Oliveira. And who do you have? Van Zant versus Rawlings? I just want Van Zant to win. Who do you got? Lausanne versus Miller? Uh, I like that fight a lot. Both of them are on the the downturn of their career. I think. I think. I think Lozon. I think Lozon wins it. I do as well. Could you imagine if that was four years ago, Lozon Miller, when they were both in their prime? That would have been like a great fight. Didn't Lozon just fight too? Yeah, he did. Like a month ago, but he he dominated the kid that he fought, Diego Sanchez. Yeah, jeez, man, that he was took a him quick out. Turnaround. He took him out in the first. Still though, like that's which is like unheard of for Diego Sanchez. And didn't yeah, Joe Lozon fought too. Jeez, man, that's quick. Yeah, for, Jim, and he Jim, fought Jim, too. That's quick were, for both of those they were guys. Both on two hundred. That's quick. That's really quick. I haven't seen you don't see that very often anymore. Where it's just like a like a month and a half out, unless they're filling in for somebody. Um, I th- I like I, both, I like both fighters. I know I do too. I, it's hard to pick that one. I think Lozon wins. Um, I mean, Lozon is one of the fighters that really has 
is well well versed in everything, and I think really would be comfortable like the Nate Diaz's, the Donald Cerrone's, again the Carlos Condit. If the fight really does go anywhere, they can be mm-hmm. active in that fight, and they're not super uncomfortable. Obviously, they have their fortes, but that could also turn into a, a BJJ match. Easy. Both of those dudes, I think, are black belts. I'm okay with watching that. I mean, Lozon finishes more than pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Lozon goes out to fight. Whether mm-hmm. he, win or lose, he goes out to fight. And I believe Jim Miller is the same way. Win or lose, they go out to actually fight. And that, that's what makes me excited for that. Paige Van Zandt I'm a little worried about. She's been out for a while. She's Her head might not be in fighting. I mean, take a first punch to the face. It'll, it'll get back to where she needs to be. But the fact that she's been doing Dancing with the Stars and movies and all of these things... I'm worried about where her head's at when it comes to actual fighting. But I still think she wins because I'm not going to go against her. You won't? You won't? Give me five bucks. No. Give you ten. You'll give me five dollars. Go Go against her. her. I'll give you ten. You'll give me ten. I I wouldn't take your money. I'll give you twenty. No. Get out of here. All right. Get out of here. I will get out of here then. We all will get out of here. We all get out of here. Thanks again for joining us. So – Hit us up on, on Twitter. Let us know what you thought about what we just said. Uh, shout out to all of those that do. Uh, Whitaker out there. Mike, I believe your name is. I'll have to look up your Twitter handle after this. He always lets us know what's up after our podcast. We really appreciate all the listens. You guys, we'll see you next week. You guys are cute. Bye. Bye.